Welcome, Crane Christian Church. Glad you're here in person. We're glad you're there online. And uh, God told me last night, I was at a wedding. He said, I watch you every week. And I said, well, praise the Lord. And uh, so, hi, you. All right. So, what's this? If you think there's any kind of pattern to what we're doing, you're mistaken. Because we were way ahead of ourselves last week. And then this week, we're going back to Matthew chapter 6. But I want to tell you something. God knows what he's doing. Did you know that? And uh, there's, we've suffered some losses this week. We've, we've suffered some this week. And uh, we've lost some people we care greatly about. And, but we know that God knows what he's doing. So Matthew chapter 6 verse 1. Take heed that you don't do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward in your Father in heaven. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't, if you're like our toy run, I want to go ahead and say something about that. Uh, November 5th, we're going to have it. It's a toy. We have Biker Sunday that morning. And then right after that, we go next door and we eat. And uh, we bring toys and have raffles and people in the community have donated things and all of that money are, is, is used right here in the community. That don't mean we don't announce that. We don't, doesn't mean we don't, you know, but this is about uh, an attitude of the heart. Can anybody follow me on that? Because the attitude of the heart right now, it appears and it, it's, it's a spirit. And this is what it is. It's look at me, look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Okay. And we have all kind of different ways to, to feed that. Look at me, look at me looking at me. I mean, but here's the deal, guys. God has called us to be servants of the Most High God. And that doesn't mean that we don't use every medium that we can to proclaim the reality of Christ to the world. But what it does mean is it, it's not all about me. And guess what? As much as we'd all like for me, it's not about you either. You are special, but you're not that special. Okay. <laughs> We're all a little bit special. So we don't do, we don't want to have an attitude of we will be known all over the world for our humility. That's not the attitude we want to have. The attitude that God causes us to have is to know that what we are is sons and daughters of the Most High God, and we are so thankful for that. But in that sonship, you know, there's a stray redneck here and there, and, and girls and boys. And here's the deal. We are just people like everybody else who is trying to follow God's plan for our lives. Can you, can you see that? It's different for everybody. So we don't know, we're not going to brag about our charitable works. And, and we, it's like uh, men and you guys who are married, you know about this. We quote this a lot. We don't want the left hand to know what the right hand's doing. So, yeah, as we're looking at the gun shops. Anyway, <laughs> or the dreaded Harley Davidson dealership. Okay, so that's, otherwise you have no reward from the Father. In other words, you're getting your reward from people. Look, ain't, ain't he special, but... We're not that special. When you do a charitable deed, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues 
But when you do a charitable deed, and I'm going fast, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, that your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Again, this is a heart thing. Does everybody get that? Because I want to tell you, I learned this years ago, and and in struggle is the way I learned this, is in struggle. That what happens is your heart is a certain way, and then you try to bring your actions along to where your heart isn't, but you keep moving back to where your heart is. Does that make sense? It just keeps, you just keep struggling. And God, and I will never forget, I was going down the road between uh, Stevens and Magnolia, Arkansas, in a pickup truck on the way to college. Uh, I'd been up all night. I was praying, uh, probably praying I wouldn't run over anybody. But the point being is I was listening to a song on a cassette. I was going to say it was an 8-track, but I think it was a cassette. And the line in that song was a Christian song, and it said these words. Don't believe the lie that a heart can never change. Guys, I want to tell you something. God can change your heart. He can change your heart. Sometimes it takes a while for your flesh to get along with it, but he can change your heart. And for most of us, I wish it was a Paul experience where you're Saul one day and bam! You can't see for a couple of days and then you're, you're, you're Paul, right? For most of us, it's more of a constant grinding and sanding that God has been doing with us. So here's the deal. This is a hard thing and God has convicted me about this personally and I hope that he uses this to kind of lay a foundation of humility in this area. So then we get to this part. I want to tell you that um, there was a guy in the 1970s, maybe, early 80s, that wrote a book called Can You Not Tarry One Hour? Or Can You Tarry One Hour? His name was Larry Lee. And uh, if you get hold of that book, read it. It's old. I might have a copy, you know, for 1995. No, I'm just kidding. But watch this, guys. He was talking about the Lord's Prayer. And when, look what Jesus says about this. And when you pray, not if you pray. If you ever get around praying, that's not what it says, right? And when you pray, you should not, you shall not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues. Praise the Lord, I am so good. And, you know, God, you are too kind of, you know, and using you go in your special voice and, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, how many people have experienced something like that in their life? Guys, I want to tell you, prayer is not about bringing glory to you. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with him. And look what it says. It says that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, they have their reward. So they've been seen by men. So given 
and make a big deal out of it, they've got their reward. Praying in front of people, they've got their reward. From people. Does that make sense? But evidently, God's not that interested. I mean, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. Get, you know, get your Jeffersonian Bible and cut out what you don't like. Okay? I don't recommend that, by the way. But here we're back to verse 6. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, I'm going to talk about prayer for just a minute, okay? Because that's why I had to go backwards. Because I did not do this. when I, I think I'm supposed to do it now, and I have no idea why. Okay, that's up to God. He does what he wants. But here, watch this, guys. In deciding to wholeheartedly follow Christ a few years ago. And when I say a few, that don't mean anything. Just at some point in my life. And there's a difference between following Christ and wholeheartedly following Christ. Literally saying, yeah, I've been trying to drag you, Lord, but I think I'm going to follow you now. <laughs> Does that make sense? Because I've drugged him on a lot of my expeditions. So what's this. I can't tell you how many times that I knew this was going to happen when I decided to do this. That I have been somewhere and without saying anything about God, Jesus, church, anything, and them not knowing me, God would open a door for me to pray with that person right there. Let me tell you where one of them was. In front of porters. Let me tell you where one of them was on Main Street right here in town. Let me tell you where one of them was, in, the, in a police car. Let me tell you where another one was, in a jail cell. I mean, it wasn't my cell, by the Okay, it was my department. Okay, never mind. I wasn't in jail. Well, I was in jail, but I was, okay. I was not in trouble. <laughs> That's getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> I should have thought that through before I said it out loud. Anyway, but the point being, is I was willing because he's more important than what people think about me. Does that make sense? And I've had people tell me, say, aren't you scared to do that? Sarah, somebody fire you? I say, go ahead. Can you imagine how the 700 Club, how, look, how good I'd look in there in my suit while they sued him through the Jay Sekulow or whatever for my religious freedom? Wouldn't that be fun? That probably wouldn't happen, but I'm just telling you. That's, that's way over my pay grade. Does that make sense? Why worry about, you know, things that's over your pay grade? God's either going to take care of me or he's going to put me in a different place. And that don't mean that I walk around work going with a sign said the end is near. You know, you don't have to anymore because everybody knows it. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. So. Shutting yourself in your room and praying to God, not bring glory to yourself. It's not about that. And here's verse seven. Good grief. Okay. I need to explain this to you because 
there's some perversion here, and I don't mean, I'm not talking about anything to do with weirdness. I'm talking about if you don't know what he's talking about, you can get weird with this scripture. Some people take this scripture and say, well, I've asked for it. I'm not going to ask again. That ain't what he's saying. What he's talking about is what heathens, that's my mom's word, heathen, sorry, sorry, Kathleen, heathens do, okay? And what they would do is they would chant, 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 chant the same thing, hoping that their God would hear them. Does that make sense? But that's not what we do. Because when my baby calls me on the phone, any of my four babies, five grandkids, you know, covenant children, it, it doesn't make any difference. When they call me, guess what? Unless I am very busy, I'll just leave it like that. Um, and I immediately call them back when I can't, right? And they say, Daddy, you think I'm listening? Do they have to say, Daddy, 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 Daddy? No, that gets on my nerves. But what, seriously, do you think I'm listening? Because I love them and I want to know what's going on. I love them. And so we don't have to say, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. No, because that's what heathens do. But another scripture on prayer that we'll get to at some time in the next 25 years, um, as, at this speed, it, <laughs> I'm just telling you, uh, we'll pass it at some point and wave at it. But anyway, so but what's this? He says, ask. Remember, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Seek, guess what? Knock, and it shall be opened. Another scripture says, hey, this widow comes to the judge, and she keeps bothering him. He's an unjust judge. He don't even like the woman. Is that what the Bible says? He says, and he literally tells his clerk, Beth, says, literally says, would you do something for this woman? She's about to drive me nuts. And does she get what she came there for? Come on. So don't pervert this scripture that says you can't ask for something two, three, four, seven, twenty, twenty, six hundred forty, at whatever times. And guess what? God's God, and He can say no all them times if He needs to, can He? Because it ain't like, it ain't like I ain't asked for stuff I didn't need. <laughs> Why would I judge you for it? But watch this. When you pray. Don't be like them, for the Father knows the things you have in need before you ask him. And I've, I've read a lot on prayer about what people think. I've read what the Bible says about prayer. I've prayed once or twice. I mean, I'm just telling you, I when I read this scripture, this is what comes to my mind, and that's what, one of the things that I need to share this morning. He's not saying don't pray. He's not saying don't worry about asking the same thing over and over. He's not saying, but one of the guys that I studied said this about prayer. He said that prayer changes things, but a lot of times the first thing it changes is you. Does that make sense? I want you to just kind of think about that for a minute. Just let it, just mullet, if you know what mullet is. Uh, I don't mean a mullet, that's what I need. But watch this, mull over that, think about that. And here's the deal, guys. I never come into the presence of the Lord 
whether it's asking for something for you or asking something for me or my family or just my prayer time of saying, here I am, Lord, I'm a mess like usual, whatever, it changes me every time. I mean, it changes the attitude and the atmosphere and usually changes my altitude. I get higher. Does that mean, does that make sense? So my attitude changes because you can't stay in the presence of the Lord and stay the same. Did you know that? Did you know sick people didn't, I mean, they didn't stay sick. We, I mean, we got a whole Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to go through. And, and if, if we hit all those, we're going to be talking about healing, right? Okay. They didn't stay sick. And, and I'm not saying that every ailment that we get is going to be healed. I'm not saying that what I am saying is this. I am changed in his presence. It changes the atmosphere that I dwell in. And it changes my attitude, which is always needing adjusting. I mean, I, I hope he got his hand on the knob. Because it need my, you know, it's like, my attitude. Because, you know, I can get irritated. Not at anybody in here because y'all are perfect. This is the perfect church in case y'all are looking for one. All right. Mostly. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, so pray like this. Now, I want you to look at this. Take your Bible. Go home. Get a pencil and paper. And I want you to write this down as a pattern. Not as these words. I use this as a pattern to my prayer when we pray here. I use this as a pattern. This is how to pray. Okay? And it's personal. When when my uh, my oldest daughter calls, she may say, she may call me one thing. When my youngest daughter calls, she may call me something else. It's still me, right? I mean, and she knows it's me. I mean, and it's not like, hey, dummy. I don't mean that. Okay? You know, when Kim talks to me, she, she's talk, she calls me something else. When Joel and them call me, they call me, does that make sense? And I'm not talking about different gods and don't get, don't go way down this. But what I'm telling you is this is a pattern, but we need to see him as I've got two versions up here. So I'm going to use this real quick. So here's the deal. Our Father from above. Now, I want you to think about those words. Our Father who art in heaven. The first thing he wants you to do, according to Jesus, you can argue with him if you don't like this, is acknowledge him as your Father. In some of your lives, that means someone who abandons you. In some of your lives, it's people who have done you wrong and treated you wrong physically and mentally, and I'm going to get into all that. And in some of you, it's someone who had a, had a, a relationship, a good relationship, but there was a bad side to it. Is that you with me? Okay. With some of you, you had great parents. With some of you, but they were they were they were human parents and they failed, didn't they? I mean, I'm a I'm a daddy and I'm a I'm a mediocre at best and I but I do the best I can mostly sometimes. 
But here's the deal, guys. As a rotten father that I am, if they need something, I want to hear it. Okay? So we acknowledge him not as, and don't get me wrong, I pray and I say the God of angel armies. When you need a general, you need a general when it's time to fight. You know what I'm saying? But watch this, guys. He says when you're doing your daily prayer, when you're praying, come to him as daddy. Come to him as daddy. And when that curtain was torn from the top to the bottom, he said, come into my presence and I want to hear what you got to say. <laughs> Remember, he's God. He can say no. Okay. So watch this. And then the next thing, both as a father, but we hallow his name. We honor his name. And I want to tell you guys, you don't understand God. I promise you. You know why you don't understand God? It's because he's God. If you understand him, he's small enough for you to understand. Do we understand aspects of God, attributes of God? Do we have a relationship with God? All that is yes, 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 yes. But you don't understand God. You don't. You can't put him in your little box, and it's got to. Well, you know, he's bound by this. He's. You know, I'm tell you what God's bound by Himself. Amen. <laughs> there is none greater. There is nothing bigger. There is nothing more powerful. There is nothing. Listen, he spoke, he stepped out on nothing and spoke everything you see into existence. Think about that. Well, you know, there was a cosmic, shut up. You don't know what he did and nobody else does. He's God. Amen. You can follow the evidence. And it's interesting if, you, if you're bored or you can't sleep. Okay, so... Hallowed be your name. Listen, worship him. Come to him with thanksgiving. Worship his, him as your dad, but also as God bigger than you can imagine. Is he that? Come on. Is he that? And, you know, I seen some people celebrating last night. Somebody got married. And I saw some people celebrate. And as I sat there and watched them celebrate, I was convicted. For Did they do something wrong? No. It's nothing to do with them. It's to do with me. Sometimes I'll be going down the road and praying. And this sounds so crazy to say. I said, Lord, I wish I could pop off every firecracker in America right now just for your glory. Because I want to tell you something. Whatever we're doing to be thankful, it ain't enough. Whatever, what, you know, ever how you worship him, it ain't enough. And I'm not saying he's saying you got to worship. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm thinking about the equivalent. And when you see the equivalentable, what's equal to him, you, you know. One guy says, though I give my body to be burned. Though you, you know, there's no, there's no, there's nothing big enough. But just do what you can. How's that? And don't be so tied up in your 
uh, religion and your tradition. And your kingdom come and your will be done. Is everything you see his or not? Okay, is it his or not? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you something. Let's just say tomorrow I see something I want, which would not be unusual. Okay, I see it. It's a doodad. And I'm not talking about getting an apple or something. <laughs> I don't have to go into deep intercession, you know, before I eat an apple. So, but, so there's a doodad over here, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell you, I have a very simple prayer I pray. A very simple prayer. This is it. God, I want everything you want me to have, and I don't want nothing you don't want me to have. Can you, can you follow that logic? Because I've had stuff that I did in my flesh that was like, oh, great. Right? I want everything, every blessing for you, every relationship, every everything. But on the other hand, I don't want nothing that doesn't come through his love and grace. Does that make sense? Because we'll, we'll just, it's got to be a little bit better. You know, we've got to polish it a little bit more. So here's the deal. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And that's on every, I, we pray, when he talks about praying for our leaders, I'm going to tell you, I will never forget, you, many of you have heard this many times before. I was so convicted uh, 25 years ago. There was a president and it was, it was whatever. And everybody, blah, 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 with jokes and blah, blah, blah. And I was so convicted because I never prayed for him. And the Bible commands us to pray for the people that are, we're, we're all about making fun of people. We don't pray for them. You need to be praying for them because it will change your attitude. It will change the atmosphere around you uh, and it will change your altitude. So your will, be, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now this, again, I'm gonna put my finger out there for a minute, but watch this guys. Think about this. I understand, you remember the story in the, in the Bible, and it's actually in a couple more uh, chapters. There's a centurion that comes up. He says, Jesus, my servant is sick. Could you heal him? And, G, and Jesus says, yeah, I'll go with you. And he said, well, you, I don't know if he had uh, explicit magazines laying out at his house, or I don't know if his Bible hadn't been uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, dusted. Uh, I don't know if his TV was on the wrong cable channel, but he didn't want to really hip on Jesus coming to his house. And he said, you don't have to do that. You can just speak the word. Think about this. You can speak the word because I understand authority. Does that make sense? Is that what he said? Yes. I want you to acknowledge this in your prayer time, guys, that who is in charge? Either God's in charge or he ain't God. This is his jurisdiction. I understand authority. I understand being in the, and being certified in this county, being sworn in this town, being here. Listen, I understand what jurisdictions mean. I, the first thing I see when I drive, I see county. Okay, we're out of the county. Oh, there's a, oh, this is, this is Berry County. Oh, this, now we're back in Stone County. Now we, and you say, you're just going from place to place. It's just because that's the way my brain works. 
And here's the deal. He is the jurisdictional God of gods. It is in his hand. You say, well, why is it going so crazy? Because we are suffering the fruit of our, just like every other generation. Okay. Well, if he's in charge, I don't like the way he's doing things. Well, then pray. And the first thing will change is your attitude. Listen, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is his jurisdiction and he has jurisdiction in this heaven and earth, it's his. The devil says, yeah, he's, he, the devil has been let loose. This is his playground, blah, blah, blah. But I do not believe that this is the devil's earth. This is everything is God's. He's God, if he wanted this thing to implode tomorrow, it would. Give us this day our daily bread. And I'm, I'm trying to go get speed up a little bit, but I want you to think about this. Give us a, this day our daily bread. It reminds me, I never say that. I never say that. It doesn't remind me of what he says. Quit worrying about tomorrow. Because I'm going to tell you something. You can worry yourself crazy with what's going on in this world. What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? I'm going to tell you something. Read Ecclesiastes. Read um, Proverbs. Read, listen, read, and, and look at God's, here's the, here's the deal. Don't worry about tomorrow. The birds are taken care of. You're going to be taken care of. Nobody gets out of here alive unless he, if the rapture wants to come, come on. Listen, I don't need to even finish this. Just come on. Because we can be eating with you, but instead of worrying about what's for lunch, I'd rather eat with you. I'm talking about the Lord and you, okay? So, well, watch this, guys. Think about it. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. Give me this day what I need to eat my health for today, and I divide everything up because this is the way my brain works. But here's the deal. I pray for that, Lord, give me the mind for today. Let me be the man you've called me to be in my mind. Let me be the man you've called me to be in my spirit. Let me be the man you call in my body. Let me be able to, to fight if I need to fight somebody today, if I need to do this, if I need to do that. If I, Whatever I need to do today, give me this day my daily bread. And listen, the perfect picture is manna. You just eat what you got that day. It was angel food. And guess what? It got you through that day. If you try to gather it up and say, well, you know, I'm going to eat some of this tomorrow, it's going to have worms in it. It don't work. Is that what, the, is that what happened? And that's just a picture, guys. It happened. It was real back then, but, I mean, it's, that's what happens in the spirit. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. And you know what this reminds me of every time? And it, it may, listen, you ain't got it all together. And it, and I don't care how you act. I don't care what you want to tell you what you're talk ticking. Okay, you ain't got it all together. Your marriage don't have it all together. Your finances don't have it all together. Uh, you know, you you don't have it all together. You're just the one. You're just another one in the in the posse. Everybody's a mess. Does that make sense? And if you're not a mess, I like that sign that says God bless this mess. But I'm going to tell you, watch this, you know, out of every mess comes a wonderful message of the grace, love of Jesus Christ. So I was somewhere, which I won't go into, and there was a sign on something, a wall in there, and I took a picture of it. 
And it said, remember, as far as anyone knows, we're just a normal family. <laughs> I want you to think about that. When I thought about that, I did not think about my earthly family. I thought about the family of God. Because we always act like, oh, yes, we are blessed, we are blessed, right? You know what we are is a shipwreck waiting to turn over. But, you know, here's the deal, guys. That's the way it's always been. And when the, the trumpet blows, the reason we get to go is because he paid the price. Amen. Come on. That's why I can holler. You think I'm kidding? I, I, when I think about being saved and redemption and he paying the price for me, I can holler. And, and it's like, well, you holler about everything. Well, yeah, that's true. But here's the deal. I can holler because I'm glad. I'm happy. And, uh, we need to get us about a dozen shofars and take turns, you know, different times of service. Just hollering, because I know some of y'all don't know a, know a good, good holler. So, here's the deal. And forgive us our debts. And that just reminds me of what a person, what a, you know, what a sinner I am. And we, as we forgive our debtors, and guys, God won't let me hold a grudge. He won't let me. You say, well, you don't, this is what they're doing in Washington. This is what they're doing in Jeff City. This is what they're, listen, if you ain't irritated at the government, you've never lived in this country. Okay. But watch this. Here's the deal. I'm not going to hold that against, you know, I'm greedy about this. You know, Pastor Jeremiah's over there trying to feed the orphans. You know, and I'm I'm greedy about this over here with me. They're great. The people in Washington's greedy about this over here. It's all greed. And and I'm and here's the deal. That doesn't mean that we don't need to be involved in politics. I didn't mean all that. That's that's not what this is about. It's a heart thing, boys and girls. It's a heart thing, and God's changing our hearts because that's where real change comes. As we forgive our debtors. And here's the deal, guys. I'm not going to carry a grudge. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, I want you to take this in context. The person who is saying this was taken into the very presence of Satan himself and tempted. Do you remember that? 40 days fasting. And the devil himself tempts him. Is that what happened? And your flesh, I'm, I'm reading some other stuff right now in the New Testament. Some of you are so glad I'm finally in the New Testament. But I'm reading some stuff in the New Testament now and it says things like this. He says, you know, you're always saying that God's tempting me to do this. He said, God don't tempt you. Your flesh tempts you. Does anybody have a flesh problem in here? Oh, my Lord, what a mess we are. We feed that flesh, and then it grows, and then we, we and, and here's the deal. We're drawn aside by our own lust. That's what the Bible says. Now, that doesn't mean that the enemy's not 
Alive and Well on Planet Earth. That was a book, I think Hal Lindsey wrote some years ago. But guys, here's the deal. We know that's going on, that there is temptation, that he does try to plan, but we're also, we can create, we can create enough mess for ourselves. Does that make sense? So here's the deal. When, you, when you're tempted, pray. Deliver us from the evil one. And then it's for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Is your life part of the kingdom of God or are you building your kingdom here on earth? Because I want to tell you, we talked about the rock last week, building our life on rock, and your your house can be scooted over, okay? And I, I uh, got happy while I was watching my own self preach that. I watched it this week, or actually listened to it. It's kind of hard to watch and drive, but the point being is this, guys. Literally, he is calling us that our priorities, that our, say, Lord, it's your kingdom, it's your power, and it's your glory. And what happens with that, I can, I'm just about done, but get this picture. I have friends who have stuff, okay, stuff I don't have, okay, and used to, 30 years ago, I'd say, Man, I don't know why they got that stuff. I ain't got that stuff. Why ain't I got that stuff? Why don't you know they better me than that stuff? And literally, I was driving one day, going to look at some stuff. And <laughs> true story. And I was looking at something, and I stopped, and I said, "God, what? What? Why don't I have this?" And you know what he said? I'll never forget this. You've heard me say this before. He literally said these words to me. You don't even want to pay taxes on what you got. And I'm like, that is a truism. He said, you don't even want to bush hog what you got. That's true too. You ain't got time to shoot what you've got. I'm just going to different categories. Okay. Are you following me? And here's the deal. Don't be drawn aside by your own lust. Pray the same prayer I pray. I'm, there's a bunch of things I do I ain't going to tell you to do, okay? But this is say, God, I want everything you got for me, but I don't want nothing you don't, have, don't want for me. Does that make sense? Because here's the deal. Some of the things that, and we can, Satan draws us, he gets that flesh, he gets it, it's like a fish, just keeps pulling us over to the side. And here's the deal. It's his kingdom, his power, and his glory forever. And that's what I was going to finish this with is this. My friends who have things I don't have, especially my covenant brothers, watch this. (laughs) All that's mine. Anytime I want it. Does that make sense? Why would, why do I, do I want to park it? I ain't got room to park what I got. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? And we're so ignorant. We kind of think, oh, you know, oh, yeah, I could do it on the TikTok, whatever. But the, the truth is, is it's all yours already. This is one big family. And you say, well, where do I can? I don't want to, because you don't need that. 
You'll hurt yourself with it. <laughs> you know it's true. Uh, but here's the deal. God is showing us what covenant means. He's showing us what co covenant community means. Because here's what that means is, your battles are my battles. Your stuff is my stuff. My stuff is my stuff. No, I'm just kidding. But do you see what I'm saying? And as we live that, as we learn that in the body of Christ, it changes who we are, both to ourselves and to each other, but more importantly, to the world. When they see, we're not greedy. We want his kingdom to come and his will to be done on the earth as it is in heaven. And here's the deal. We have taught a generation or two to follow their flesh. And essentially what that means is if people do me wrong, we're not going to forgive them. And this verse 14 says, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you don't, he won't. And here's the deal, guys. Let's be a forgiving place because we don't have to justify ourselves. He has justified us. You don't have to stand on somebody else's head to make yourself feel better about you who you are. He has justified us by his blood. Forgive, guys. Love one another and realize that person you're irritated at, Jesus died on the cross for them. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for your grace. Because it's only by your grace that I can even stand up here and share with this congregation today. It's only by your grace, Lord, that, that your word is revealed to us as your personality and who you are, God. The word became flesh and his name was Jesus. So, Lord, as we attempt to be people of prayer, people of faith, people, Lord, who are walking according to your kingdom. Lord, as we take those feebly steps in that direction, help us, oh God, as we lean on your everlasting arms. And Lord, if there's anybody here under the sound of my voice, either here or online, Lord, that don't know you, let's call out to the name of the Lord. Father, we need you. Your grace is sufficient even for me. I need a savior. I need a daddy. I need help. So Lord, help us, oh God. And let us be the men and women you've called us to be on this earth. And then live with you forever. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for meeting with us today. Thanks for being online. Send me a message. Say hi. Take care. Bye.